And here we are. A new recording. Easy peasy. <clears throat> so let's get started. Let's escape from this uh, stressful reality. Pulling up my notes. <coughs> my blank notes. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Do Not Resuscitate, the DNR fancast. I am the DM Ken, and joining me today is CJ. Oh, God, I'm first. <laughs> Hello, my name is CJ, and I play Jacoba, the Drow Bard. And Rob. Hey, I'm Rob. I'm playing Hamish Thorlison, the Dwarf Sorcerer. Ian. I'm Ian. I play Liam Elsier, the Half-Elf Bard. And last but not least, Amy. I'm Amy, and I play V, the Half-Orc Fighter. So, I don't know why I almost said Druid. Um. <laughs> Druid's a curveball. You, we, we've, gotten yeah, into, know. we've gotten into some deep lore arguments about barbarians. So Barbarian, druid, fighter, it's all the same thing. It's all the same. <laughs> it's all the same. Whatever she needs to be for the day, she will be. <laughs> it's all the pets. It's, it's oh, all the pets confuse me. <laughs> that's that's perfectly valid. <laughs> <laughs> just just pulling full druid shenanigans, Beastmaster. So he's menagerie. It's been forever since we played, and by some miracle, I remember what happened without getting too deep into my notes or anything. So, <clears throat> last session was quite dramatic. We came back to town and found it in chaos. It turns out after you had your big war with the Rat King, it disrupted something in the magic something or rather, and it caused all of the circles to go a haywire, and so now doors were walking off of buildings and causing chaos, and swarms of undead rats were crawling through the streets in swarms, and at one point, Hamish wanted to make a pet of one of them. Everyone else thought that was a terrible idea, because it's a zombie rat, so not maybe not great. <laughs> I only remember that because in the chat, I saw, no pet, kill it in its sleep. <laughs> so that was fun. Wasn't that for the Theriacon game? Oh yeah, we had our soap. That was that was yeah. I think the for the, uh, the 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 doppelganger. Oh, that's right. I I do think the Hamish wanting to like interact with the undead rats was still definitely a thing though. Yeah. And uh, so that that was that was uh for, fortunately we didn't engage with that. Uh, all of this chaos seemed to be centered on the Temple of Cord, and the 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 animation had included its iron rot fence and so now all of the decorative fleur de lays at the top of the iron rods were now acting as spears and killing everything that was near it and there was even a couple dead bodies near it so but for some reason the inside of the temple itself was relatively unmolested and so it was a nice quiet place you had to go inside the 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 classic place we keep going back to the cemetery the the cemetery had been wiped clean like everybody had been reanimated all of the tombstones had like hopped away the only things that were left in it were the statues of Fulden Fulthorn and Hagar Hammerhand now animated as golems and guarding the stairway down to the catacombs so you all fought them did a pretty good job went through the catacombs which were totally silent and then went inside uh, a whirlpool portal into uh, a spooky mind space. And the mind space uh, was a series of really weird events, uh, looping memories, evidently. All of these were like pieces of linguist's soul. The first one was 
him his ghost making a deal with a demon lord. Uh, the next one was I have them all written down. Why am I trying to remember? <laughs> I don't know. Why are you trying to remember? I'm just trying to pull from my memory, but it's literally in front of me. <laughs> Uh, all three rooms were of his of a study, so they were full of uh, like just books and stuff. It had a map in the middle. Uh, one of them was, um, let's see, the day he learned about the fall of Overwatch, and you had to f- uh, figure out that the the key was in the note he was given. Every single one of these solving all these rooms gave you like a stone. And every stone, like, flooded the mind of the person holding it with, like, overpowering emotions. One for vengeance, one for curiosity, one for uh, ambition, <clears throat> and I forget what the fourth one was. This is a long set of notes. Uh, curiosity, vengeance, ambition... Was it only three? No, that's not right. There was a fourth one. Where is it? Why did I format this so badly? <laughs> uh, wasn't there like an anger-ish yeah, one? Yeah, the vengeance one. Oh, that was the vengeance yeah. one. Yeah. Vengeance, ambition, curiosity. Why do I have to hide this in a huge block of text? <laughs> I do not know. Oh no! There, there was two anger ones. There was one of vengeance, and one of betrayal. That was the fourth one, betrayal, because mm-hmm. he was poisoned in one of the rooms. So yeah, one of the rooms was when he learned of Overwatch. One was the day he was poisoned to death, and the last one was just representative of his bond to the demon. And you guys had to fight a Kukor. and demon straight out of the book hit like a truck. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Jacoba got one hit on from that thing, and it. Not only knocked him down to within an inch of his life, he was a few points away from being knocked down, but it pushed him against the wall, but there was no wall. There was a portal, so it just yote him out of the room. (laughs) 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 So that was fun. But after you completed all the rooms, you had all the gems. They Voltroned up into one big gem, and you had successfully, basically, identified all of these, like, key parts of of Lindquist's soul, ripped them out, and then put them back together, like, where they weren't supposed to be. So you had dealt a pretty gnarly um, psychic blow to his being, and that had knocked his consciousness, like, unconscious. Now, this meant that the ones who had previously been connected with him, which was Jacoba and Liam, they could now interact with the mind space. They could imagine things. And so they experimented with flying and stuff, and it was very fun. And actually, the first thing that was tried was Liam tried to smash it on the ground, but the moment it bounced off the the stone floor of the cave they were in, the whole place started to rumble because they were inside the space they were trying to smash. So uh, (laughs) everyone immediately realized, maybe let's not do that. That's a bad idea. (laughs) So because they, they, they tried to remove the stone from the space, and it just refused to go. So... By the end of the session, uh, I think Hamish had requested to imagine a little, like, cabinet with a pillow in it to keep Lindquist comfy while he sleeps. And Hamish said, don't don't worry, we'll come back for you. So you left and basically went to 
rest up right after that. <clears throat> One important detail that I just remembered, because I haven't listened to the recording. <clears throat> One important detail. Before everyone first ran into the the mind space, uh, Susie was there. And, oh, yeah. And uh, Suze, Susie was about to turn back, and me and Susie were alone for a moment, and I was like, I, I the dice hate Amy. <laughs> Because <laughs> I was like, is this a moment where they they kiss, or is this a moment where she just kind of gives like a friendly kiss? And it was sadly a friendly kiss. <laughs> yes, v, v, I'm recapping. I'm, I'm, yes. Why are you hurting me in this way, Ken? <laughs> it was bad enough when it happened, but now you have to rub salt into the wound. I feel like this was a critical character moment, and I would be it would be irresponsible. Amy moment. Yeah, it would be irresponsible for me as DM to overlook it in the recap. <laughs> it adds to the subplot. Okay. Zoned out for a second. I don't know if somebody else brought it up. It's fleur de lis, not fleur de lace or whatever. I said fleur de lay, so fleur de lis. Yeah. Fleur de lis. Yeah. yeah. All right. Good to know. I never heard it spoken out loud by anyone who knew. That's fair. <laughs> Well, never see see the ring. No, no, it it depends. Anyways, I'm so still upset. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but the point is, I'm mad. <laughs> all right, so that's basically where we are. Like, you guys had you had a very eventful day. You decided to all crash in the one place that appeared to be safe, which was the Temple of Court itself. And then mm-hmm. we had the soap opera episode, which was uh, vague levels of canon. And you all got to meet the again sort of sort of not canon level meeting the blazing doom of the void the Malkus. <laughs> ah, that was fun. They're going to come back. It'll be great. So I don't know what your plan is for the next morning. As of right now, the so so you wake up in the morning, and the town is eerily quiet. There's there's no activity, no traffic. It, like, all the time when you're in town, there's this white noise of activity. And when that's gone, it's just creepy. There's there's no signs, immediate signs of life. The background din of, of population is, is absent. So, I'm not sure what your plan is. Lindquist is still unconscious in the dream space at the end of the catacomb. Mm-hmm. But we're not dying. That's the important part. Yes. Um, uh, did we try to go find Umbrin yet? No. Yeah, I really maybe should we should. Our boss more involved in what's going on in our life. <laughs> I, know, I think right? maybe we should. Like, <laughs> so send Jeremy to like <laughs> go to the office and see if he's there. Uh, yeah, that might be a good idea. Why is the life is strange? Butterfly in the middle of the plaza. Oh, that was at the end of the soap episode. Yeah, because CJ will remember this. <laughs> because something happened and I forgot what happened. <laughs> stupid kissed off screen. It needs to be handy. I shouldn't have to dig for it, so I'm just going to put it under the compass on the map. Oh, I wanted, I think, oh, I forgot about wanting the doppelganger as a pet. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it, yeah, because yeah, the doppelganger had, like, Taken the face of Susie, and then I don't remember what happened after that. Uh, no, no, it was it was Susie's body and Jamie's face, I believe. <laughs> oh yeah, 
Just keep it as a pet. <laughs> oh, yeah, there was that weird moment where it's like, hey, just stop. Guess all weird about me getting more pets. I don't know. <laughs> he has a stupid fish. Mm. We'll make make our two bees menagerie. How's that? Yeah. Did, did CJ forget about the fish? We've he's forgotten about the fish several times. Yeah. <laughs> and I had I had my own pet. I forgot about it. It's flopping around somewhere. It, it's in the office. So neglected. So neglected. Yeah. There's just now a skeletal fish that's been flopping around in a box um, under the cot for months at this point. No fuck. It there wasn't. It hasn't been that long. Not in game time. No. Okay. In game time, it's been. Days like or weeks. Week. It has, I don't think it's been more than a week, but mm-hmm. it's because we had that whole harvest festival, and there was a small time jump after that. So mm-hmm. yeah, ah. there's some time has passed. I've I, I was kind of determined to ha- allow some time to pass because Arc One was notorious for not passing any time, and then I just did the same thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yes, so mm-hmm. you you want to go find Umbrin maybe? Yeah, or uh, you know what uh, might also be good oh, yeah. is maybe our illustrious wizard there has something in his apartment that might be able to tell us like what's going on in the dream space. Maybe both. Yeah, both bo- both seems like a good option. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, so let's so we're splitting the party right off the bat. Fantastic. So who's who's going where? What what are the assignments? Uh, Liam will be on Team Arcane Research. I think Hamish has to be on Team Arcane Research. <laughs> I mean, um, I don't know if we want V on Team Arcane Research, because uh, she's just as likely to start lobbing books at CJ's head. Uh, not CJ, Jacoba's head. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is getting personal. <laughs> so so V is going to lob books at Jacoba's head when he's clear on the other side of town? Yes. That's, that's got to be a high roll. I mean, that would be impressive, yeah. for sure. Yeah, well, you know, she's an impressive girl. So it sounds like V's on team Find Boss Man. Find Boss Man, with the person she would have lobbed books at. Yeah, just say, which, yeah. which team wants Jeremy? Jeremy Jeremy can be Find Boss Man. All right, Jeremy's teaming up with V. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like... <laughs> I feel like we should tell, have Jeremy be mediator here. Be like, make sure V doesn't kill anybody that we don't want dead. Um, You think she won't be able to convince Jeremy if she wants somebody dead, really, it's for the good of the team? Uh, Jeremy's kind of gullible. <laughs> <laughs> no, we raised Jeremy, you better than this, Jeremy. Did Jeremy, you know? listen, listen. Listen. No, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not remember how quickly he followed along with my whole, oh, look at this Athian marble. Uh, are you sure this isn't just a Lauren marble in this statue? He's an excellent improviser. Con. Honestly, I zoned out after you started making the big deal about team, uh, being the team planners and the soul and heart of the team. No, no, so. no, we never said we were the soul and heart of the team. We said we were the planners of the team. Like, we are the go-getters. Nothing more, nothing less. Yes. <laughs> okay. If you want a solid plan that's going to work, you come to us. Hey, look, I'm dissociating. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, let's start with team uh, study group really quick, because I feel like that's the simpler path. <laughs> so, team study group, you go back to the old familiar Lindquist's house, and it's like, because, so, so like I had described previously, the area of influence of the magic stuff is like, like magnetism. It's like an exponential drop-off. So it really is centered around the temple and covers roughly the distance around the plaza. So let me just pull out a ruler really quick on the map just to say, like, roughly, like, 30-foot radius on this map. So length of the plaza covers some of the market district, gets into some of that uh, warehousing stuff, and some of the, like, uh, Liam's house is definitely in that sphere, so... That's the fun. stoner high school kids are in that sphere. I mean, that's where they hang out. Remind me of them. No, it's a different group. It's a different group. It's a different group of that's teenagers. That's when Hamish learned how to greet people. Yeah, yeah, and, that's the that's the group that Liam sexually assaulted. That's a different group than the right. ones who hang out at the cemetery for fun because they're so edgy. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm feeling the need to punch something. No, 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 the ones who hang out in the little square are just more teenagers just hanging out. They're not they're not larping at being a political movement. They're just chilling. <laughs> Anywho, Linguist House. Linguist House. So, uh, a familiar dusty starting to get pretty stale place, but it's outside of the sphere of magical influence, so it's Basically unmolested, and so aren't gonna try and throw themselves. Exactly. So everyone can feel free to either roll investigation or arcana because you're looking for specifically stuff on uh, weirdo mind stuff, mental magic, psionics. Sure. Uh. Well, they're both a plus one for me, so we're going with investigation. <laughs> Liam or Liam finds a book on cold reading. Excellent. <laughs> finding books. Damn, Hamish. Oh shit. Damn. Yeah. V, v, like V looking through the titles. So so Liam finds a book on cold reading. V finds a book on uh like hypnotism and Hamish finds a book on like the theoretical, the equivalent of theoretical physics of psionics. Nice. So Hamish found something extremely relevant, but also very high level in in like academia. Not easy, not an easy read. But uh, with with a twenty five arcana from Hamish, he he can get it. I don't know how much Ian knows about cold reading, but. <laughs> I, I imagine you can start Googling and just have Liam just uh, start giving some knowledge. I think Liam would kind of know this a little bit. Probably, yeah. Just because, like, it's a trick that, that car runners do actually use. Yes. I feel like the context is slightly different. Because I think it, it's, in Liam's context, it's more about finding potential customers for putting money in the hat as opposed to going... I know about your dead mom. <laughs> yes. With a question mark in there. Yeah, but I, th I imagine, yeah, there's some overlap. So it's more, yeah. it's more of an, ex no, an expansion of existing knowledge for sure. So but we'll, we'll leave that there. Hamish has a book that's on 
like advanced psionic theory, and it will give him some pertinent information. But we're gonna quickly switch the camera over to uh, Team Find Bossman, where V and Jeremy are going to head back to the home office, and the the off so. Um, when V goes to try and open the front door to the office, it is locked. So I don't know if her immediate reaction is I'm kicking this fucker down, or if she's going to knock, or if she's just going to jiggle harder. I'm not sure what her gut reaction is. So Wait, it's like, I think it's like... Did we have keys? As employees? That's a uh, good question. We live here. Would we have keys? Uh, yes, that's how you get in in the morning. Okay, can I try my key? Yes, you can. <laughs> So you use your key. I don't think she's ever had to use it because she sleeps there, so the door is always unlocked, and, like, <laughs> Joyce is always there. But well, this is the thing where, like, the door's locked. I have to kick it down, and then after a couple of seconds, you're like, oh, wait, I have a key. But I'm just gearing up, and it's like, wait a sec. Wait, wait. <laughs> you don't have to do that. And honestly, part of it is going to be respect for Joyce. Not like that's why she's not kicking the door down because she doesn't want to frighten. If Joyce is in there, like she's, okay, so I can't, I can't just roll up on my girl like that, you know. Jeremy pipes up as soon as she's about to make contact. She's like, "Don't you have a key? Yeah, get the key." <laughs> <laughs> Good thinking, Jeremy. This is why you're part of Team Planner. <laughs> Could have mentioned it earlier, though. <laughs> so. V unlocks the door and then tries the handle, and the door continues to not budge. The, the handle's moving, though. So well, I guess you're kicking it down anyway. Well, actually, I would like you to roll a perception check. I'm going to have Jeremy help you with that. Nope, Jeremy is interested in what you're doing. He's, He's like, huh, that's not supposed to happen. <laughs> wait a minute, I thought keys opened doors. Nope, nothing. Never mind. All right, you want to kick it down? I think she'll knock for like, but like it's not like a nice knock. It's like a you know like a yeah hard knock like yeah <laughs> like fuckers open this door. Hello. And you get some silence, but you hear a bit of like you do hear movement on the inside, like someone's trying to get towards the door. Okay, someone open it, or I'm kicking it down in three, two. Whoa! whoa, whoa wait! 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 V? V, is that you? Umbrin! Umbrin? Yeah! Oh, hang on. Let me... Come here. Get, get over here. He starts, like, muttering on the other side of the door, and you hear the sound of, like, wood scraping on wood. So he's moving, like, chairs and furniture from behind the door. Oh, man. <laughs> that would have been something to try and kick down. <laughs> it would have been yeah. tough, but it also would have been very impressive, because I feel like she probably could have managed it. She kicks it open, and furniture just goes flying, but you also yeah. terrify everyone on the other side. Yes, that's that was kind of her, her thing. She was trying to not terrify people. Well, which is good, because there's a lot of people in there. So as soon as Umbrin opens the door, right on the other side, you, you can see there are... There's a great number of people huddled in inside the DNR offices. Umbrin has clearly turned this into a little, like, bunker, refugee bunker. Oh, boy. And and Umbrin... Uh, Umbrin's usually pretty reserved, but he'll he'll bring V into a big hug and say, Oh, thank God you're okay. Um, what's... Oh, is, are things Pat. quiet now? Did you Did you fix it? Pat. Um, like there's an awkward padding on the back. Like, okay. Oh, um. Okay, we're hugging now. Hi. That's what I'm supposed to do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. 
God, uh, things have quiet. Things have quieted down. I'm not crazy, right? We left and things were quieter. Uh, Jeremy nods. Uh huh. Yeah. I yeah. I don't know if they're solved, but things are quiet. I mean, they things might be quiet. solved. Uh, yeah, we're having. Uh, we're working on the hundred percent solved, but I feel like we're at a solid seventy-five right now. Uh, Umbrin squints suspiciously. Define seventy-five. There. Should we maybe talk in private? There's a lot of people staring at me right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeremy is oblivious to this, uh, but Umber goes. Does Jeremy has a mask and everything on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but he's just standing there, just like oblivious to the awkwardness. <laughs> so, so Umber. You no, know, like official private confidential DNR business, that kind of thing. Uh, well, I mean, Umbrin will look back at the packed space and he'll step outside and close the door. This mm-hmm. is kind of the best we've got. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we went to the graveyard, uh, went down and went into one of the tombs. Uh, turns out there was a crazy, like, magic portal thing down there that we went through that, like, had memories and stuff. I don't know. I was real busy, uh, investigating the rooms, but we've been finding different gems and we just, we have to figure. God, how much have we caught you up on? I don't even remember the last time we had a debriefing. I mean, he, he's been in the room for the most time when you're in the office talking about okay. the stuff so he's he's more or less up to speed although the portal underground is new yeah the portal underground okay uh right so there's a portal underground we told you we went and killed the kobolds uh or well we were going to okay i'm getting off track here we went we left yes with the undead army yes you killed the you, kobolds. you did the war you i guess came back alone Oh, no, the others are here. They just went to, um... Well, I meant you left left with an army and came back without an army. How did it go? Yeah, good. Uh, Undead army killed the kobolds. Uh, Jakova is a kill-stealing motherfucker and killed the Rat King. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then Hamish pretty much took care of the undead army on his own after they had been weakened by the kobolds if I'm remembering correctly. Uh... Uh Uh-huh. Uh, then we came back to town and things had gone to shit. Um, that was after we explored the cobalt. Oh God, there's the whole cobalt underground thing. But that, I mean, that was fine. We figured that out mostly. And then once we killed the rat king, all the cobalt like weren't smart anymore. But then we came back to town and everything had apparently gone to shit. There was like undead rats everywhere and like things were coming to life. And so we headed to the cemetery to see if there was answers there. And then the fence was trying to stab us. Then we went down and and then we found the under the portal underground in the, in the tomb thing. And honestly, I was lost for a lot of that. I know we're finding different gems and they're all related to different parts of Lindquist, but like, we're not quite sure what to do with the gems. Um, so we left them there and decided to regroup. And the others are at Lester's house trying to figure out what's going on. Hopefully find some clues. And I was sent with Jeremy to update you, to find and update you. <laughs> so uh, Umbrin will like put a hand on the top of his head like, okay. Um... And you are now updated. 
Okay, well, I'm not totally clear. I'm not sure I am updated, but that's also a lot to take in. So I'm not certain. Okay, so so you, you killed the kobolds. Yeah. And the Rat King specifically cleared them out, got rid of the undead at the same time. Mm-hmm. Seems pretty obvious to me that the Rat King was some sort of keystone thing. The thing mm-hmm. I'm not super clear on is after you came back, you went underground mm-hmm. somewhere, and then yeah, rocks. So- Okay, okay. Underground, we went to the cemetery. You remember that? You remember there was the question of whether or not we desecrated a crypt? You definitely did. There was a question of, there was the, listen, we're not here to argue about whether or not there was. (laughs) There was the question of. Allegedly, allegedly. We allegedly desecrated a crypt. Turns out the crypt that we allegedly desecrated led to an underground... This is where we found the undead army was in this random underground series of tunnels. Yeah, yeah, I I follow that part. Okay. But the portal and the rocks. Yes, so we go down to this underground random series series of tunnels. We went all the way to the end. At the end, there's this weird magical portal thing. Everybody went through... We didn't die, which is nice. Um, and then once we went through, there was just like there was this 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 like vision. Uh, <laughs> there's this vision of this chick uh, making a deal. It looked like with Lindquist. And then we went to into the one room, and it was a study, and because there's so many books. And there was something going on in the study with maps and stuff. And then we went into the next room and it was like another, we were watching like Linquist die and stuff. And then there was the next room and there was more stuff happening in that. It was all the same study room, but like no matter how much you threw the books around, they still fixed themselves. But like, and each of these study rooms had a piece of it that was glowing. And then we got like a magical stone out of the piece that was glowing. And it was, now we have all these magical stones that like make up the essence of who Lindquist is or something. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I think that one was the important part I was waiting for. So, <laughs> okay, so this was like clearly some sort of dream thingy, and so it's like we were in Lindquist, but not in like a fun way. Uh, yeah, 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 no. So, so you've got. It sounds. I'd, I'd all have to see this myself because I, I think I might. I mean, be able, yeah, we could totally go back. I there might be able to help. I, I think I've got an idea of what's going on, but the details in this sort of stuff matters a lot. But I need to take care of these people first. So, um, okay. it sounds like. I mean, did I miss of, anything, Jeremy? And Jeremy like scratches his head because, oh, I mean, there was Susiana was with us for a little bit, and um. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And he snapped his fingers. Oh, yeah, and uh, we fought that demon, and it hurt Jacoba real bad, but he made it out okay. But other than that, I, I think that covers about most of it. I don't think I don't think Jeremy ever, like, held any of the rocks, so he didn't know about the emotion part. We fought that demon? I'm completely blanking. There was a demon? Yeah, yeah, the last room was, like, just straight-up combat with a clacor, and it fucked Jacoba up. That's right, I forgot about the clacor. God! <laughs> Yeah, that's right. The core, the thing brought me down to a whole four HP. Yeah, in one hit, it like in one hit, it knocked him down to four hit points and yoed him out of the room. 
Because yeah, he happened to be standing in front I of the portal and knocked him back into it. Yeah. I think I just didn't get hit that fight. Um, yeah. You almost did. You stood between him and Jeremy, I believe. And mm. it tried to charge you, but it didn't hit your AC. So you very badassly like shoulder counter shoulder checked its shoulder check and stopped it in its tracks. It was yeah. very, it was very awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, right, yeah, the demon that really hurt you. I mean, he's fine, it's Jakova, he'll, like, drink it off or something, I don't know. So, so, uh, yeah, Umbrin's a bit overwhelmed, he's like, okay, um, I'm gonna help with these people, uh, meet me at the cemetery, I think we've got things under control, but we need to act and take care of this, like, today, so. Oh, okay, well, uh, I mean, we can swing by, grab the others, and meet you there. Yeah, yeah. It won't take long. I'm just going to let everybody out. Uh, I'll meet you there. And so he, he turn, right. her turns around, and you can hear him start, like, talking to the... Hey, Joyce? Um, roll a perception for me. I wonder if you can pick her out among the crowd, because there's, there's definitely... I mean, I think she would have just, like, asked uh, Umbrin, but sure. I can... Let's see. Let's see. Yay! Okay, yeah, she's a little she's a little bit hard to see because most of these people are human and much taller than her. But yeah, you can, you can pick her out between the crowd, and she's, like... She picked up pretty much immediately that Umbrin is intending to uh, bring them out. So you can see her start to, like, climb up on her podium like she had done before. Mm -hmm. uh, V will just give, like, the head nod to Joyce, you know, like, it conveys, glad you're okay. (laughs) (laughs) She will nod back. (laughs) All right, so let's... So you're going to meet Umbrin at the cemetery, and we're going to jump back to team study. I think we're going to swing by, get team study, and then meet him back at the cemetery. Yes, sounds good. So we're going to, yeah, j- jump back to team study. Hamish has found a very interesting book on, like, advanced psionic theory. So... Okay, so relevant bits of information is that there's, like any textbook, there's a lot of introductory information that may not be directly uh, relevant to your situation, but things that you get the impression of, like skip looking through the table of contents and looking at, like, manifestations (laughs) or some other esoteric vocabulary for visions and dreams. Um, basically, it's pretty clear that if you have a physical representation of the soul, it can be destroyed, but it can't be, like, removed from itself without, like... Such a thing would basically cause a paradox. It's like trying to put a box inside itself kind of thing. So, it cannot be removed from the dream space. It can be destroyed, but it'll destroy the dream space itself, and likely anyone who's in it, unless they have some sort of really complicated high-level psionic setup for it. Something that, like, requires either a ton of resources or a very skilled psionic magic user, which none of you are. That we know of. Uh, does it... Does it Does it say what those resources are? Um, we're talking about, like, setting up a whole room made of, like, particular materials that are, like, basically be a Faraday cage for magic to prevent outside interference so that you can focus and sort of astral project into the space so you can safely interact with it. If you physically, mind, body, and soul go into the dream space, you're kind of at the whim of the dream space. 
So, so if if the dream space collapses while you're in it, you just cease to exist. Hmm. So it was pretty smart to not continue trying to smash it while you were inside. Yes. I have something that like took the mind into the dream space shit. Can't remember what it was. Like a wand or something that. You you had a wand from a, a kobold that allowed uh, Lester, the ghost of Lester, to put you into a dream space for a long period of time and try to like whisper temptations at you. Hmm. But you didn't have any way. You, you didn't study it or anything. You just knew what it did, and it just looks like an ordinary stick at a glance. Is there anything in the book that might? Say how to use that to get into the other dream space in without taking our body in there. Um, not that I'm sure that how that would help, but <laughs> well, I'm not sure it, it would specifically. Um, it doesn't ha- talk a lot about enchanting items with this sort of magic, and even so, this magic, although relevantly, this this magic was just for um the message spell, which is like a cantrip but like on a long range <clears throat> long long range like longer sending. term yeah yeah it was it was like sending but lasted like the the message density was way higher yeah and the well i mean the other option would be to find linguist's horse um to kind of, i suppose like that would be the only thing i could think of is actually is like try and find linguist's corpse hmm. that is an interesting uh, idea see if there's something we can do there, but uh, it's probably... Uh, it, to be honest, it probably stood up and walked away somewhere <laughs> based off of the magic that's been happening. Yeah. Uh, certainly, yes. There's there's really nothing see. left in the graveyard. Yeah, so I think that's out. And if it did up and walk off, uh, I feel like that would have disrupted the dream space. If it was still connected. So. If there was still, yeah. Like, that's assuming the body, the, the body and, um, mind are still connected. Yeah. Uh, so it sounds like, it sounds like we need some form of, like, protection against the dream space spheres would destroy it. Or someone needs to make a sacrifice. Or someone needs to make a sacrifice. Cheddar. <laughs> and just have you get your mind off that track right now, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just have Cheddar cast Eldritch Blast at it, and he'll be fine. I will tape those stones to Hamish so no else God. Well, either way, I think we found the information that we need, so uh, we should probably head back and find the others. Yes, so I, I would say it's pretty safe to say that like, as you're heading back, V catches you on the way out, and you all head back towards the graveyard. And so, Umbrin, he's a little older. He's not moving super slow, but he's not moving fast either. But he comes after several minutes, uh, breathing a little heavy, and he goes, all right, let's show me this. The dream space? Looks at V, looks at them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. V- I got him all cut up. Yeah. <laughs> But right. like she doesn't, uh, she doesn't know the the magic particulars. So I wanted to study it in in person. I, I have an idea of what's going on, but all right. Well, we have also a book on it. Um, you you brought it with you, and you're gonna show it to him. 
I oh, yeah. Yeah, it was like, like, I mean, yeah, sure. why not? <laughs> so, yeah, like, all right, so, so he looks at it and goes, oh, yeah, no, that's extremely relevant. It's, uh, I mean, it's kind of advanced stuff. Did you guys get anything out of it, or do I need to recap? Uh, well, we either need to build a magical Faraday cage, or, uh, risk, um, being destroyed when the Mindscape gets destroyed. Yeah, or, or have, like, a really skilled psionicist do that for you. Yes. Um, that's really tough. So, actually, so, it sounds like, based on the book, you've got pretty much the information you need. I don't think there's... Yeah. Like, I just wanted to confirm that was exactly the case, because, uh, again, V is not an expert in magic. Nope. That's fair. So, uh, yeah, we, I mean... Real good yeah, let's go check it out. Things, Alright, so... Yeah. He's yes, yes. like, yeah, and also, and then he's going to reel off some part of really technical, magical, psionic lore that has absolutely no relevance to <laughs> what's going on. And, he, and then he's going to be like, and I thought that was really interesting. So it's like uh, magic techno babble. Yeah, yeah. These eyes glaze over. Just completely... Uh... I, honestly, so does Umbrens. <laughs> <laughs> And he goes, after Hamish is done, he blinks a couple times. Yeah, that was very interesting. Anyway, let's go back to <laughs> Let's go down. <laughs> so so you, you go down. Uh, again, Umbrid's not like a, a spry lad anymore. So he takes a little bit longer, but he, he manages to make it up there, no problem. And he, uh, are you guys, he wants to enter the dream space. So unless, unless anyone has like any particular... Con- concern about that, he's just gonna go in. Uh, no. Other than that, I, I, like, at very least, Liam would want to go with him in case there is something in there that's not very friendly. Yeah, if you will go to remembering the cores. Yeah, remembering. <laughs> well, now I'm remembering. <laughs> All right, so. Yeah, Umbrin goes into the into the dream space, inspects the the stone that is the soul of Linguist a bit, and uh, pokes around the cave a bit, and, and after saying nothing for several minutes, steps out and goes, "Yeah, it's pretty much exactly what I thought, and what you already know, apparently." And points to the book. It's uh, not a good situation. I hate to break it to you, but I'm not secretly some master level mental mage or anything, so I can't just solve your problem for you. I wish I could, but uh, yeah, I, either we need to get extremely lucky and find a uh, spellcaster who knows this stuff, but and I'm pretty sure uh, Lester was the only one in town and he's gone now, and evidently, based on your reports, working for the enemy anyway. So, uh, the only other option I can think of is either like, I don't know, sit tight and see what happens, or someone needs to, like, make a sacrifice. I... I don't know any way out of this. I think over time, he's gonna wake up, and the circles are gonna go back to being what they were, and... At that point, we might as well just abandon Fairbay, and I'm not prepared to do that. I... I don't want to I mean, abandon there's some Fairbay. I <laughs> 
Like, no, no, no. Fairbay's my home. I, I was born and raised here, as were many of the people here. We don't want to just uproot ourselves and go somewhere else. Like, there's a history here. Yeah, it's a good town. So the question is, how do we pick who gets sacrificed? And I assume everyone very awkwardly looks at each other for a bit. And Jeremy goes, I mean, I'm already dead. So, like, I feel like it's not that big a deal. Maybe, and it's... Now, Liam, Liam looks very sad. I feel like Jeremy. I feel like Jeremy has more to live mental words. Everyone in town thinking if there's a better option. <laughs> he was just going through the list of all people he knows in town. Maybe yeah. you think he'd be willing to do it. Well, also, <laughs> like if those if those circles get destroyed, they may be the thing that is keeping Jeremy alive. Wait, what? Jeremy scratches his head. Uh, yeah, actually, I hadn't considered that. That's a very good point. I think. So, if someone else destroys it, we could lose Jeremy, anyways. Oh, we don't know that. Wait, what? No, we don't know that. What about Toby and Cheddar? Maybe we should. Yeah, what about Toby and Cheddar? Is right. Well, Choppy would then go back to being an axe, and Cheddar would then go back to being a mouse. Definitely. At least they wouldn't die. But. It's either them or everything we know in town. V looks like she is very much weighing that. (laughs) (laughs) And it's possible that the influence of this could spread outside. That we've seen any evidence of it spreading. Now, how would one of us make this sacrifice by just throwing that rock? around? Uh, well, we'd have to destroy it. And so... A number nods along with that. Yes, it it basically is just a gemstone inside the dream space. It is breakable. No, it's not actually... It's not actually being physically broken, but that's neither here nor there. And according to the book that Himish has, when... If someone is in this dream space, when it collapses... They go with it. Yes. I don't want to lose Jeremy. Well, I think we should probably find out whether Jeremy would still be here if we do collapse the dream space, because then we lose him anyway, and he may get cold. Jeremy will pull out his fancy greatsword that he got courtesy of the zombies. And he'll stick it into the dirt and says, I mean, I'm I'm prepared to do what I need to do. We're not prepared for this. I mean, <clears throat> I mean you guys said it yourself. Like, if if this starts getting bad again, like, what, like, what about the town? What about the all of Alara? You know, like, we can't have zombie armies conquering the world, which I know is ironic coming from me, because that's what I wanted to do when I woke up, but I was, you know, I was confused. So like, yeah. like I, I honestly don't know if I would still be standing if if we find another way. But I think one way or another, we don't have a choice. We have to, we have to kill Lindquist, and because he's a demon bonded ghost, like we can't just hit it with a stick. 
We can't throw rocks at it. That doesn't work. No. Um, does the... Does... Did Hamish's book have anything on how to destroy the gem? Um, yes, but it's... Like, it boils down to you need to smash it inside the dream space, but in far more technical terms. Like, more technically speaking, it is when you're in the dream space, the act of smashing the stone is, like, an act of will, which is a magical act, but it really boils... Like, that part doesn't actually really matter. It really does boil down to smash the stone while inside the dream space. Hmm. Which you can deduce from that, that uh, trying to set up some sort of Rube Goldberg machine to sma- drop a big dream hammer on the dream rock wouldn't work. Right. No. <clears throat> which is something I, I wasn't sure if you had considered last time, which was to like set up a catapult or trebuchet that you dream up inside the dream space and then just pull a string from the other side and let it smash against the wall. Honestly, I was thinking about doing, like, some Green Lantern shit. <laughs> like, making a big mech just, like, stomp on it and then shoot it a bunch of times. Jacob's going to unclip his, his lyre from his belt and hand it to Jeremy real quick. Jeremy will hold it. A uh, little confused. <laughs> Before you make this big grand sacrifice. Could you do me a favor and take that to Susie? Um, I'm not totally sure where she is, but yes, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Mm, hold up, Jeremy. Hmm? What? What are you doing, Jacoba? Um, Look, I... Giving an instrument to the lady he likes? No. You're Jeremy, no. not Jacoba. Right. You're Jeremy, you're not Jacoba. Right. What are you doing, Jacoba? I figure, what what better way to find out if this kills Jeremy than to have Jeremy be here when it goes off. Mm. Plus, mm-hmm. I figure he has more to live for than I do at this point. Mm. Except he's not living. He died mm. hundreds of years ago, Jacoba. You know what I mean. Yeah, I do. Don't throw away something that you can fix. That includes you. Let me go to my boss real quick. Just messing with the tension. <laughs> you wouldn't be trying to suggest. I do not have suggest. Oh, that's surprising. I, what I do have, what I do have, is a panic button called uh, Boop. Oh, jeez. Oh, the minute he goes invisible, V's trying to grab at where he was. Like, um, okay. Roll an unarmed attack versus his AC at disadvantage because he's invisible. Okay. Okay, let's buy AC. Unarmed attack. That's just a skill, unskilled strength check, right? Yes, unskilled strength. Come on, dice. Don't kill me now. Oh. I think his AC is higher than nine. It is fifteen. So. Slank back who? into the dreamscape. Nope. Uh, I would like you to make a wisdom saving throw, please. Um, Liam's going to be. Uh, oh, what happens to the suggestion? Ooh, ooh. I don't think I. I'm actually shaking right now, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Okay, so you know what I'm imagining right now is happening is endgame. Yeah, 100%.
So, suggestions, oh. semantic. That's, that's very pass. by one um, point. Is that you're, you're gonna hear. Oh, I know what happens. You're gonna hear Liam's voice kind of split into two pitches. Um. Uh, and he's going to to just tell Jacoba to stop. Don't go in there. People still can't see him, so they don't know where he is. No. I imagine he's like halfway into the dreamscape. <laughs> or at least half halfway on his way there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoa! Wait, can you be charmed? I was just thinking, don't elves have advantage against being charmed? He's not an elf. He's a dark. He's a... Uh, I'm a drow. A drow. Do drow have? Uh, I think they still might have advantage, yeah. but... I think they might have it. I think even half elves have advantage. They've got that face. Yeah, yeah, fey ancestry. I have advantage on saving throws against being charmed. In which charmed. case, you crit and you're you resist. Yeah. It. So you heard it, and you you heard it, but that's about it. Would I have any feedback on whether that spell worked or not? Um, I would. I, I'm in every game I run. I say yes. Like. Uh, the magic is a part of yourself, so you you have some understanding of it. Um, I I think the sensation is like you're you're pulling on a string, but then the string snapped. You no longer yeah. have a hold on him. Um, I think as soon as he realizes that it didn't work, uh, he would say that and run for the portal to follow Jacoba in. So Hamish, seeing everyone starting to cast spells, starts to. Starts to cast the spell himself, and he starts reciting the spell Fireball, and then he's like, "Nope, don't, that, come on!" Yeah. <laughs> That's his default spell. <laughs> I'm actually shaking. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh my God! Yeah. So if Jacoba went through, Liam is is going to follow. So even if Jacoba didn't go through, Liam would technically follow because he can't see him. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know Jacoba's take on this. Is he like, oh, he tried to he he tried a suggestion. I'm gonna sprint, or are you gonna stop, or what's the plan here? I well I uh oh I have no idea how time works in the dreamscape. Uh, that was a question that was never asked. Mm. Or answer. That's Not that we really have any <laughs> measuring that. Yeah, you don't. You don't have like two clocks or anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Image with his hands in his pockets, going to look over at V and be like, "You see what happens when they don't consult us on a plan." Mm, right. And they complain about us talking about being the planners. Okay, Jeremy, you're not going anywhere with that liar, liar thing. Okay. Yeah, We're gonna lo- figure out a. He looks at it. I, I, okay, what do I do with it? Long to it for now. We're gonna figure out a way to do this without anybody dying. Um. Well, I sure hope you do, but mm-hmm. I don't know how. We're the planners. We'll we'll come up with something, right? Right, Hamish. I'm thinking. I mean, we sent that letter to the people in Umanero like what a million years ago. They should be here any day, right? It's been like two weeks. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So it's, like, just arriving in Numenero. But they can teleport, right? 
That was the plan, but I think they were going to teleport to the woods. So should we uh, head out that way? Nah, I think we have to stop Dracova because he's being an idiot. God damn. Susie will forgive us if we don't stop her. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Alright, if he's going in, Hamish is going after her. <laughs> uh, Jeremy's going to stand still like he was tickled like a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> good boy, Jeremy. <laughs> um, okay, uh, so everyone's... Yeah, uh, Jacoba would stutter a little bit hearing the suggestion, but then just like the full-on like, uh, dash action, I guess, for technical sense. Yeah, okay. So I hadn't actually really pinned down the time dilation. So here's what we're going to do. Roll a D10. The higher, the more extreme the time dilation. We're talking like it, it, one is like maybe ten seconds pass for every second in real time. Well, that's that's still extreme, but like yeah, one's a slight time dilation, and you know ten is a great time dilation. So let's just roll a d10. Three. Three. Okay. So I would say after going in, you get maybe two actions before people start coming in, because they're coming in hot right behind you. Right. Okay. Uh, let's go to my spells real quick. Uh, two actions, you said? Yes. <laughs> My wife's excited. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm excited too to see the outcome of this. It, yeah. So it, it was in a cave. Hold on. Maybe for better visuals, let me move people over to the dream realm. So moving people just outside the space. The dream realm had in the room like a little cabinet. That that holds the stone, and it's still there. So, action one. <laughs> that that didn't. You're casting sending. What are what are you sending? Sending. I'm. It's <laughs> uh, Susie, obviously. Okay. Uh, Jacoba's just gonna say, "Take good care of the team." Oof. All right. Like no context whatsoever. Oh yeah. This is this is in haste. Gets a response. Um, let me double check. Does sending get a response? Sending does indeed get a response. Okay. Oh god. You send a short message of twenty-five words or less with a creature with which you are familiar. He's very familiar with Susie. The creature hears the message in its mind and recognizes you as the sender if it knows you, which she does. And can answer in a like manner immediately. Yeah, which is like 25 words, I think. 25 words said? or less, yeah. Yeah. So she, also being a bard, recognizes the spell sending and goes, Jacoba, whatever it is, don't 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 fucking do it. And that's what she sends back. Yeah. She has no idea of the context, but she goes, no. <laughs> Stop. Unfortunately for her, Jacoba's an idiot. Not just an idiot, he's a prideful idiot. Well, if he's going to go through uh, with this, that next action needs to actually accomplish it. Otherwise, the whole party's going to come in and tackle yeah. you to the ground. 
So I assume I just need to also, make Also, the minute he casts a spell, he's no longer invisible. I, if I'm not I believe it's a hostile effect. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it has yeah, to be. Yeah, because I remember that coming up with my other game. This, the the spell ends for a target that attacks or casts a spell. Oh, it is cast a spell. Yeah. It been, oh, it was previous editions. So it he cast a hostile effect. So he cast sending, so he's now visible, so he'll be easier to tackle. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I had a I had a plan for being able to tackle him. Okay, good, good. Well, it depends on what he does. I assume I just need to like stab this thing. Well, locate object would be your second action. You wouldn't have time to stab it. No, that's me. Oh, you that was, my, that was my plan for tackling Jacoba. Oh. Okay, yeah, no, never mind. Well, if it's just in the cabinet, then. Yeah, if it's just in the cabinet, yeah. It, imagine it's, like, a ball of glass. You would need to find a way to smash that. So just hitting it with a knife wouldn't break it. You'd have to hit it really hard, or... You'd have to hit it really hard, basically. Hit it with a hammer, throw it on the ground really hard. Throwing a, I mean, throwing it on the ground happened earlier, and it didn't break it. So it had to be a good yeah. throw. Or cast some sort of spell that does a lot of force damage. I don't think I have anything that does force. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if you have magic missiles. Ooh. Magic missiles. I know shatter is a thing. I don't know if you have it, but that's a thing that exists. I think I did at one point. What about lightning bolt? Lightning bolt's a good spell. Um, yeah, I would say if go ahead and cast it. Oh, BM is just ahead of the... Mm-hmm. Didn't roll damage, but I don't think that matters. So, it does a lot of damage, is the point. It does, like, yeah, 8d6. That's, like, a crazy amount of damage, because <laughs> it's a lightning bolt. Yeah. So, for inanimate objects, they tend to have not very many hit points. So, mm-hmm. I was... flammable objects in the area. Well, that's kind of moot, because... Uh, Jacoba and the cabinet. <laughs> yes. So Jacoba runs in, sends one last message to Susie, and before any of the party can get in, and they're like right there. So not to break the tension, but almost comically, the party, if they're sprinting, would run was... headlong into a wall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so many of the party would be concussed from this. But Jacoba. Like mostly Liam. Jacoba casts a lightning bolt, and the lightning bolt arcs from his hands, enters into the stone. The stone immediately flashes red and then white hot and then shatters into a million pieces. Were he to survive this, the shrapnel would probably hurt him fatally. And the dreamscape collapses, and back on the other side of the port... In the little room of the catacomb, the from their perspective, Liam casts Suggestion and says, it didn't work. Everyone immediately jumps, starts sprinting in, but within two or three seconds, that whirlpool collapses and back into an ordinary wall. And at minimum, Liam runs headfirst into the wall, and Jacoba is gone, but... Jeremy's still here. Choppy is still animate. And uh, Cheddar can still talk. But up above, the circles fade out. Where recently they were gr- 
glowing orange as if they were embers. They go cold and black and are now totally inactive. Lindquist is dead. And Liam can feel in his mind that the ghost of Lester was sustained by Lindquist. His connection, the haunting that he had experienced, is now gone. The trauma of the experience is not gone, but this, the, the presence that was within him is gone. There is a bit of relief in that, knowing that that bastard is gone. Most likely, the soul was obliterated. He doesn't get an afterlife. Neither does Linguist. And that, I believe, marks the... This is a short session, but that would mark the end of this arc. You have solved the magic circles problem, but at a cost. But you didn't lose Jeremy. Doesn't make you feel any better. <laughs> no, but uh, the losses were not total. So now, up above, Fair Bay is wounded from all of this. Buildings are damaged. Unknown amount of people have died. You saw two at minimum. So Fair Bay now needs to pick itself back up and rebuild. And CJ gets to make a new character. <sighs> I don't feel good about that. <laughs> I mean, I feel good about it. It's dramatic, but... Oof, it's sad. Mm -hmm. I love you all. I love you all. Who am I supposed? What character am I supposed to funnily hate on now? I mean, you can still hate on Jacoba. Can't hate on a dead person. That's not fair. They can't fight back. Yeah. I mean, not Don't worry. Force Ghost Jacoba will like kick you every once in a while. He'll haunt you in the form of bad rolls. And a new beer he's going to name after Jacoba. Ooh, I'm excited to know about that. Unless you already have an idea. Oh, it probably depends a lot on what they're going to be harvesting this year in Fairbase. Hmm, that is a good point. So I think for for the next arc, we'll have to advance a fair amount of time. Because after the beer, kind of vodka. I mean, <laughs> I'll be honest. My first, my initial thought was black licorice, so it's Jägermeister. Oh, there you go. <sighs> Heavy stuff. Well, I think that went quite well. So, next time we will be advancing uh, some amount of time, probably at least six months, and Fairbay will be partially rebuilt, and we'll start with a, a new story with mostly the same characters, and we'll we'll see where the story takes us. Maybe this time you'll focus more on your day job. <laughs> so many so six months is so much time of V and Susie stuff that we're missing out on it is <clears throat> hey you don't have competition now well yeah and yeah, also yeah, but she's, gonna be like, she's gonna be mourning she's gonna need that time before the war before you can swoop in well, and now you got to compete with Jacoba's memory for, like... Right? <laughs> That's the exact thought. Literally, I was like, I can't let him die, because how the fuck do you compete with the dead person? That, the memory of the person will always be better than the person was. <laughs> yeah. 
if he was still here, I could point at him and be like, look, he's a drunk now. It's fine. Now it's going to be like, he had so many good qualities. <laughs> I will say that I am, I am notoriously bad at successfully protect, uh, predicting what the party does. Not in this case. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, I, I actually saw this coming. Like, uh, I, I didn't think for a second that any of you were going to let Jeremy, like, take this responsibility. Not unless we had to. Uh, no, and there there's always multiple options, but none of them are great, and the stakes were high. All right, well, I don't know how to decompress from that. <laughs> yeah. Jacob's favorite drink. But, you don't know, was it the ale? I have no idea. Uh, yeah, it was that carrot cake. Oh, uh, I, I, that's not fair. The carrot cake ale was everyone's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, I think it's impossible not to like the carrot cake ale, and I want it in real life. Allow me to cons- consult a uh, little book we have. That's it. Adventure's Guide to Theria? Adventure's Guide to Theria. Yeah, I opened up mm-hmm. the... Uh, Odyssey of the Dragon Lord's Guide. <laughs> That's not uh, it. Close. Close. Adventures oh. Volume 1. Alara. Oh, are we gonna... Should we update our characters for our two? Um, yes. This is when I was going to pick through the book and start updating things more properly. I think for the most part... Like, I think they forewent the, like... Forbidden spells section. That makes sense. So just because uh, there are going to be people that are like, screw that, we want these spells, and so you need to be able to yeah, build so, your world to be able to handle it. So portal stuff and like, uh, like mage armor stuff and illusion stuff were, were I think like the rough things that they had, mm-hmm. uh, like kiboshed on, but they didn't put it in here. There is a section on booze in this. Oh, hey, I yeah, have I just got it. Uh, hmm. I don't know where I, th- I think Jacoba would like would like the the uh, the permenter. Hmm. Isn't that just Jasper's name? Yes. <laughs> just named after Jasper? Yep. I mean, there's also Alcorn Ale and uh, the Herrera Cane. Yeah, they're all just named after the guest, the the cast, which I'm I'm here for, to be honest. That is awesome. Page one ninety. Mm-hmm. That's where the haphazard text is uh, drunk Bree. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's right. It's it's Bree. <laughs> uh, the ebony dumper. <laughs> I I love that the scale of alcohol stops at level six. Out of ten, like mm. like the the highest known is level six, and it's simply described as "please stop." And level ten <laughs> is literal poison. Yeah, it will be full to most. To most, yes. So you're saying there's a chance? One ninety. The alcohol content is one fifty plus. Yeah, page one, page one ninety, one ninety one on in the book. Yeah, which is different from PDF page numbers. Yes. But it should be close. The murderer. Yeah, that's that's the highest level, the orcish drink, which yeah. I, in my mind is just isopropanol. Yeah, probably. 
basically orcish poison. Tasting notes. The horsemen of the apocalypse ride by your pallet and give you bronads as they fire off pistols into, into voting ballots. Atomic bombs blast away all reason and common sense as the deluge of liquid careening down your esophagus coats everything in its wake in atrocities and a live reading of Fifty Shades of Grey by your mother. Or Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> That's just funny. It's painful if it's your parents. True. Which is the point. But I I love how over the top that description is. Yeah. The case... Look, Alarian greeting rolls. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> the very next page. Taste the the cave in, tasting notes. Rapidly becoming unconscious as your own poor decisions bury you alive. A mouthful of dirty blood that reminds you that you will in fact die one day. Subtle cherry finish. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> These these descriptions are quite quite entertaining. Mind scream. The aroma of paint stripper as it's used to extinguish a fire comprised of burnt ferret hair and eighties nylon leggings. An aftertaste of aggression one feels when finding your significant other of thirteen years cheating on you. Oh. The hurricane. The one drawback seems to be a lack of inhibitions while drinking. Sobering. The sobering bar tab later in the evening has been a frequent compliment from those who enjoy this drink. Yeah, these tasting notes are just poetry. I love it. The haphazard hex. Tasting notes. A slow-moving tidal wave of cocoa coats the tongue and wraps it in a hug that eases worldly worries. An afterglow of velvety smoothness soothes the senses and alleviates concerns. Oh, that's lovely. Sounds like a chocolate stout to me. Mm-hmm. Chocolate stouts are very nice. Mm-hmm. The first sip is much like the first rays of warm sun streaming through the stained glass window to shrug the morning chill away. The glowing citrus undertones are mellow as a dew-soaked rose petal. I don't know who wrote these, but they're beautiful. Hmm. Come to think of it, it's probably Brie, because Jason and Brie have both admitted that, like, Jason is really good at ideas, and Brie is really good at prose. Hmm. Friders. I have heard that deep-fried tarantulas taste much like deep-fried anything. Crispy. Grease and batter. Yes, grease, batter, crispy. The the part that wasn't indistinguishable from french fries was the abdomen, which was described to me as having a marshmallow texture, but in a deep-fried food, and it was awful. Still tasted like grease and batter, but it had a marshmallow texture, and that was not a good mix. Ugh, putting the book back up. Dogs, can you take it easy? Nope. <laughs> I'm gonna check the news again. I probably shouldn't because it's a bad idea. Kaluna's campfire apples. One apple cord. One tablespoon of brown sugar. Several pinches of ground cinnamon. Pinched real hard. <laughs> oh. Core each apple with a thin silver dagger. Fill the core of the apple with the brown sugar and cinnamon. Wrap the apple in a large piece of extremely thin plate armor. Armor foil, we call it. Uh, and twist the end to make a long handle. That way you don't burn yourself. 
or in Kluna's case, completely burst into flames because you're a plant. In <laughs> fact, you're made. If you're made of anything flammable, let someone else take care of this for you. Place the whole shebang directly in the coals of the fire and cook five to ten minutes until softened. Be super careful of the hot sugar when you unwrap the parcel. It'll melt your entire face and or head off. That sounds very Kaluna and makes me very happy right now. <laughs> uh, I miss Mac. I think they're on a their own show now. Uh, oh, interesting. Because they left too, because it was just becoming too much for him. Yeah, and also, like, Jason and Bree have discussed separately that, like, like Mac was also getting kind of bored of D and D specifically, mm, so that's fair. I am going to remove a random character. Oh, is that in the book? Yeah, the uh, character creation tables. You know what? So I'm gonna stop at this recording. I'm gonna start a new recording because that sounds fun. Uh, mm. yeah. <laughs>